You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Hey guys, Chris here. Here's a shout out to all our subscribers. You're what keeps oneofus.net up and running. And we've got so much coming for you, including more video versions of the reviews and shows, commentaries, and because it seems like a lot of you may not always check the front page, contests all the time for subscribers to win big prizes. Like right now, we've got the complete Twilight Zone on Blu-ray, up to win for one lucky Time Lord or above subscriber. And I'm doing this, I'm extending the contest date till the second week, week of February. More time to enter, more time to win, and new contests will be going live next week. Keep your eye on the front page of oneofus.net for regular new chances for us to say thank you to the subscribers who keep us running. If you're trying to find somebody likes it, there are some more places you can do that. Check us out and subscribe on iTunes or on Stitcher. Tell your friends because iPods... Oh, shit, I fucked it up. Hi. Hi. Hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. We should have like done that in because we knew what we were coming in to do. We knew, we knew that we were going to say hi. But Mark said, hey, okay, let's just say hi. We should have like done a three-part harmony, you know. Hi, hi, hi. Sort of old-timey radio show. Barbershop hi, quartet hi. version of hello. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty riveting. It's a solid move. What? It's a solid, what? Saying hi like that? Oh, or sure. me suggesting that that's what we should have fucking no, done. I think what we do is we, we do it our own way, and then we spend uh, 10 to 15 minutes deconstructing what we should have done. Instead of actually doing that, I mean that that's that's a solid game plan. However, I just do want to point out that you just now put "you can go your own way" in my head. It's going to be there for the rest of the night. Yeah. So if I start humming it, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be talking about something else uh, a little bit later on, and I, I imagine it will displace Fleetwood Mac. I don't know. I think it's just going to be in the back of my head for the rest of the fucking night. But I sold a lot of records. They did sell a lot of records. That's, and it, and it yeah. could be worse. But yeah, yeah. What's that? The music could be worse? A song stuck in your head could be worse? No, I'm not saying it sucks that it's stuck in my head. I was just merely stating a fact that that's, that's what's going on now. You know, and the interesting thing is, is that um, Lindsey Buckingham doesn't read music. So in order for him to come up with the guitar licks on Go Your Own Way, he had to have that song in his head over and over and over again. In order to play it, you're blowing my yeah, fucking mind. That is right really now. illuminating, Kevin. Yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing that's, that with us, that's, Kevin. That's how music works, kids. That's how. That's just that's what you want to know. That's like that's behind the fucking I, that's, music. That's a full episode of something likes it encased right there in just that exactly. one statement. So. What, Min, just, minus the truck nuts uh, <laughs> from the the cover of Rumors. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, you know oh, what I'm talking know. about. We, you don't remember the truck nuts? Oh. Uh-uh, I can't remember that. Uh, like, I, It sounds vaguely The cover of Rumors, is, it's not Lindsey Buckingham. It's, oh, uh, right, 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 right. That's right. Yeah. And his, I remember his yeah. metal balls. Yeah. 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 All right, okay. kids, let's uh, play some theme music. All right, I'm Shane. Ryan. Kevin. And Mark. This is Somebody Likes It. You know, I guess uh, there are times when we we turn back the clock, and um, you know, and the thing is, like most clocks are digital these days, so it's really not that big a deal. But if you take the if you take the little hand and you 
and you start spinning it, eventually you end up in the 60s, and that's where Ryan lives. Okay. Um, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I, I hey, haven't really I just... got a clue. He actually he actually did f- trigger something that, that has occurred uh, his lately his hands halfway through what? at work. Uh, there are a couple people at work uh, who are younger folk, uh, millennial types, who can't read regular clocks. They can only read digital clocks. Wow, really? I'm not even kidding. That's fascinating. Well, people can't read fucking cursive anymore and shit, too, but, I mean, I can't read cursive from the 1700s. I think they're so. not teaching it in schools. No, they're days. not. They're barely even teaching how to write. You don't need to write anymore. And, anyways, yeah, you have to sign so, a check. So my, yeah, my, my little opening statement there was uh, obviously like kind of a Dada riff, but the... But the, the, the reason that I actually started down that silly little path was because we have we are we are gonna pick up something today that uh, that takes us takes us back a little bit. Uh, and Ryan, you selected this one, right? I did. Wait, do you want before we talk about this, do you want to talk about we have some new new happenings in the Oh we do. Yeah, for sure. And um, We can be found. Yeah, we can be found. So in new uh, places. Yeah, so if you are, um, you can certainly find us on, you can subscribe to Somebody Likes It on iTunes now, directly. We certainly recommend that you do that. If you if iTunes is not the way that you roll, um, you can also find us on Stitcher. And so download the Stitcher app, and you can um, dial up Somebody Likes It anytime, and all of our shows are there. So um, super excited to be to be easily accessed on the two most major platforms directly. And, of course, we are on Facebook and um, our original platform, um, oneofus.net, and yep. all the other fucking badass podcasts that are, that are on that. Um, thanks, Chris and Brian. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we should, you know, I'm just thinking we should let people know that they're, you know. There's they just, new, they've got more options now. Uh, yeah, there's new avenues. That's right. So you should never be without your... your uh, Somebody your, likes it. Your, fix? your companion. Uh, somebody likes it. Well, we're like swingers now. You know? I, I like we're, we're all over the place. Oh. All right. We're like triple dipping. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Quadruple dip. This is yeah. a, it's a foursome, as it were. I think something like that. You know, I, what I would like to think, and what I would like to hope is that that those of you out there listening um, are kind of if if you if you do have the ability to listen to somebody likes it on different platforms and it's more available to you. That halfway through an episode, you're, you'll have your head in your hands, much like I do, having to deal with these guys. You have know. your head in, in sure. your hands. My oh, head yeah. in my, you know, just shaking your head like, what the, f- yeah. what are we, what the fuck are they talking? You know, sure. But it's good. It's good, right? Because we love each other like brothers. So that's true. All right. So and and, and I guess I just I'll, produced the show actually. <laughs> oh right, that's true. Yeah, that's you know, it's, but that's why, and nobody knows this, but the, but the three, the talent. Shane, uh, Ryan, and, and Kevin. And Kevin. Like the, By the way, I just referred to myself in the third person, Shane, and I was just shaking my head in disgust at Donald Trump referring to himself in the third person. So, no, anyway, Ryan and me and Kevin are sitting on one side of the table, and we're all facing Mark, who looks like he's like the chairman of the board at, at the other end. He kind of is. Of the table. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, producer man. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, he's, he's I'm not saying he's not. I'm just kind of reminds me of the Hudsucker proxy or something. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. You know, for kids. So... Yeah, so so I guess I will say um, before we dive into what we're uh, you know, the subject of tonight's of this podcast, um, I I have thought about this a few times, 
and then uh, and it just left me until right now. And it is there is a. Do you guys know where the there's a little barbecue joint in Austin that's been here forever and ever again? And I and I don't remember what the name of this particular barbecue uh, joint is. Stories. Stay with me. Uh, but there's a sign outside that says you don't need, need, no, no, need no teeth to, to eat, eat my beef. beef. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Inside that barbecue restaurant, there is a picture from like I don't know. It's 1975. If it's a day, and it's uh, clearly a parade shot. And in the back of the open limo, this giant open limo, Burt Reynolds and Dolly Parton. And I was like, that is awesome. That's yeah, amazing. I might have felt compelled to actually steal that picture. I'm sure that it. it's got to be bolted down because everybody I have ever talked to about that. Is so like, what, Kev- exactly what Kevin's alluding to is that we're going to be talking about uh, Burt Reynolds' Dolly- record. Yes, Burt Reynolds' record. No, I'll always talk about fucking Burt Reynolds. Uh, Dolly Parton's 1973 release, Jolene. Which is actually, if you look at the cover of that man, that is some glorious shit. That is, uh, it is pretty goddamn glorious. That is Texas in the seventies, and even though she's not from Texas, but like it's man, Texas in the seventies, it is Texas in the seventies. Like that great, like 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 Easter bonnet yellow color with the yeah, uh, and just like giant giant blonde the hair, blonde locks. Yeah, uh, it, it is something to behold. Uh, I had this uh, friend, Russell, when I was a kid. He's the last person I ever got in a fist fight with, by the way. Uh, See, this is why I do the show. His I've known you for 20 years. and last person I, I ever got in a fist fight was with Russell. Was, 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 I was 11, uh, and he beat me He beat me up totally. Uh, but his dad's name was Buddy, and his mom looked just like this photo uh, on the cover of this record. Uh, and I don't remember her name, but it was not Dolly Parton. It wasn't Buddy or Russell. Mama. It was yeah. It was mama. Mama. Uh, hey, you know, I wanted to say, I wanted to point this out before we start, before we get into discussion on on the actual recording of uh, Jolene. I don't think we've even did we even say it's Jolene. I said it was Jolene. Right, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, sometimes we'll go on and on and on for like thirty minutes, and then I'll realize like I forgot to say what album yes, actually. Dolly Parton's nineteen seventy three released Jolene. I think it's seventy four, right around there. Late 1973. Okay. Well, the single was released in 73. I'm pretty sure the album was released in 74. But, I mean, we're splitting hairs, right? Um, I did want to state this. Ryan, somehow, you picked the shortest record we've ever (laughs) talked about on the show. And that's including the fucking Ramones. This album is Almost five minutes shorter than the Ramones album that we did on this show before. It's 24 minutes long, and that's it's two not sides. Long. No, it's 24 minutes long. Well, and let's let's be frank. Like she had places to be, dude. I so, I went on a like, walk. This is a busy woman. Yeah. She has written three thousand songs. This was like her. <laughs> I'm not this was kidding. Her seventh. Yeah. No. Solo album, yeah, like her thirteen, and she did all that stuff with Porter Wag. Well, we we'll yeah. get that in a minute. Oh, Jesus Christ! I mean, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I put it, I put it in my, I downloaded it, put it in my headphones. I'm going on a forty-five minute walk. Halfway through the walk, <laughs> the album's over. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I was like, how long what, is this album? What's wrong with my Spotify? There's ten songs on it. <laughs> it's twenty-four minutes long. So it's it's like the punk rock country music. Totally. Yes. So I was like. I couldn't believe how... Did you I, pogo it uh, to it, like uh, walking your dogs? No, I don't think you, you pogo, like, I don't know, it, like, can you imagine, like, country music, like, pogo line dancing? Like, I want to. 
I would like now. to. It sounds more. It sounds a lot more <laughs> more fun, fun than actual than, than country line dancing dancing. than achy breaky heart style. Yeah. Anyway, I liked this record. I dig it. It was uh, great. Um, there's. It doesn't. Sa- okay, so it came out in the you know the when the early seventies are turning into late seventies. It doesn't sound like country music at that time out of Nashville. What it sounds like is shit out of California. It sounds like it's really poppy. Well, no, but I'm saying it, it sound it is poppy, but it sounds like more like the Birds or like Linda Ronstadt at the time, or like fucking Neil Young, like the I mean, like with the way the bass and the guitars, and even it's got some Bakersfield, some of that Bakersfield sound. I mean, like at the time, like in Nashville, they're still like, uh, Buck Owens, Buck Owens kind of sound, yeah. Like at, you know, in Nashville, I mean, this album uses just traditional instruments all the way through, a little bit of strings, but very little. Um, there's some Dobro on there. I mean, it really sounds like Laurel Canyon, like Emmy Lou Harris and Linda Rossi, which is interesting. I guess I just thought of this. They all three of them did a record or did some records together in the eighties, but that's it. Like or Janis Joplin, even like some parts of it, like Chris Christopherson. Like if you go and listen to that late sixties, early seventies, California, like folk rock stuff. Or country rock, you know. That's I'm not what hearing the Janis Joplin so much, but I no, like, no, 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 no. I'm not saying the vocal stylings, but I mean, I guarantee you, go back and listen to some of that. And, and it's rock, it's rock and roll drums. That's another thing on there too. It's like '60s, late '60s rock drums. Those, that's not country music. Like nobody was. It's the shit that later became like fucking Willie Nelson. You know, right around the same time. You know, like it. It, it didn't sound anything like what Nashville was putting out, you know, like he stopped loving her today, like you know. Merle Haggard and uh Merle Haggard was a little bit of an outlier, but but like George Jones or, you know, like not not too far of a not too lyrically, I think it, it does like skew to traditional Nashville. I, I think so too, but pr- production wise, it definitely no, no, doesn't. It, it's super clean production wise. Well, it's not just the cleanness of it production wise; it's the, it's the instrumentation, the fact that there are rock drums on there. Like uh, fucking, I don't know if it's Jolene or the song right after it. I can't remember off the top of my head, but the drums are congas. There, nobody was fucking doing that shit in Nashville. Not not a ton of congas in Nashville. Not a lot of congas in nineteen seventy three in Nashville. No. I don't know. Kevin? Perhaps they were smuggled in. Uh, I think that... Uh, <laughs> the, uh, like like a cro- across the western border. Somebody's got congas like uh, There's like two dudes, like one on each one. They're like, really, I just have elephantitis. It's you know it's Smoky fun. Mountain Underground. Mountain <laughs> like, Underground, God, they're digging uh, tunnels. That's another great shirt idea. I like Smoky it. Mountain Underground. Um, yeah, so one thing that, one thing that occurred to me... Um, well, first of all, I found this really great um, NPR article that was titled um, "Dolly Parton's Jolene Still Haunts Singers," and I know what it meant, but I also, <laughs> like I was, I was like, I really kind of hope it's literal. Anyway, um, yeah. So the, the track "Jolene," like the title track itself, I think is worth talking about because um, for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is it's kind of a mashup of two experiences. One is this eight-year-old uh, red-haired girl who asked uh, Dolly Parton for an autograph when she was kind of coming up uh, and really starting to get popular. And she said, what's your name? And the girl said, Jolene. And she said, that's a beautiful name. I'm going to write a song about it. And then now that kid, much like... Uh, <laughs> like Wendy of Wendy's? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but well, can you know, imagine? Like, can like you imagine? Like 60 years like, old. Like my Sharona. It's like she yeah. can't go anywhere. I know, but, like, but don't you... Like, but, but also, don't you want to know, like... I mean, did that little girl grow up and, like, 
find that to be like a self fulfilling prophecy and start like stealing men or something oh, I like, don't know. I don't know. or that got, like I listen I I went to high school with uh, one of my best friends in high school uh, her name was Jolene and she <laughs> she literally was named after that song what a weird song to hear I, I knew a girl named Tennille. And well, yeah, okay, but that's funny. <laughs> that's funny as shit too. But what a weird song, considering the content of the song, Jolene, to for her mom to hear it and be like, you know what? Oh yeah, I'm gonna just... name my daughter after well, that song. So, so that's that. The story of the little girl is half the genesis of that song. The other half is, is that I guess the bank that she and her husband used to go to, there was a redheaded teller who, according to this uh, NPR article, was. Um, Giving her new husband a little more interest than he had coming, so they they, they sort of just, the crux of the they, song, and we should actually play a little bit of the song, and we'll, we'll talk more because there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot there, to unpack. There is, there is. All right. of auburn hair with ivory skin and eyes of emerald green Your smile is like a breath of spring Your voice is soft like summer rain and I cannot compete with you Jolene He talks about you in his sleep and there's nothing I can do to keep from crying when he calls your name Jolene Understand how you could easily take my man, but you don't know what he means to me, Jolene. Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. So that is the uh, title track, the evidently haunting uh, Jolene from Little Miss Dolly Parton. Right. Uh, it's pretty haunting and kind of unfailingly polite. Uh, I never thought about that before, but you are right. To the woman, that's, to the woman who's trying to take her dude, to, yeah, and he like calls her out in bed and stuff, and, and she's like, "You just please don't, just, just please don't take my man." That's, yeah, <laughs> it'd be it's, really nice. It's, if you I'll tell you what, take my man, and like you're so beautiful. Can I just tell you to describe the ways in which you are so beautiful? <laughs> there is a lot of daylight between that song and "You Ought to Know" by Alanis Morissette. Like, Oh no! He's like, dealing with very similar things. Like like Dolly, pa- this this character that Dolly Parton is portraying in this song would never be on uh, Lori Povich or you know Jerry Springer. Like just no, <laughs> she'd just be like, "You're so beautiful, honey. Just don't take him." <laughs> That's a pretty song. That you know what? It's gorgeous. What? Like, uh, yeah, what uh, the, it, more and more and more. The that is there are congas on that song. Um, it, it's yeah, just, you pointed out no snare. Yeah, there's like hi hat and congas, uh, but you know it's an interesting thing again. Like I'm saying before, like I feel like the album sounds more like what was going on in the in the late '60s. Like you know the shit that fucking like Dennis Hopper with the fringe jacket and Easy Rider was listening to, than country music. What was coming out of fucking Nashville, and one of the that 
there's a couple of times in this record where they use strings in an interesting way. Like Nashville had those big, like big, like full string sections. That song has a string section, but it's a quartet, not the huge like orchestras they use. And they're like later in this album, there's a time where they just use like a solo cello, and there's no other strings. I mean, that's really fucking. That's weird. Even Sh- Shane was like sawing his arm with yes, the cello. I'm doing like a, that's how you play cello with your left hand. Yeah. Like, you know, you understand what I'm saying, okay? Well, no, it illustrated a great. I, that's uh, why I showed you, so you would understand. Like, yeah. I, I know that I can't use my words as well as I like to, but good fucking song. I no, it's brilliant. Like, and uh, and it follows the you know the the rubric of like you put the best song first on the record. Well, and this is, is this is another one of those. This is one song in particular on this record that has been covered a ton, and uh, I also read a little bit of commentary by. Um, I don't, you know, I don't. Sometimes I, I think Jack White is a little much, but, uh, but you're here. But he, I um, think he's full of himself. But I think when he nails it, he really nails well, it. Well, and he did a he did a cover of this song where where he essentially like by singing it as from the male perspective, it was like he was singing it to his girlfriend who was cheating on him with his best friend or something like that, and I was like. Oh, you could actually kind of do that and not actually change any of the lyrical content, like just change the voice and change a little bit of the approach. So anyway, stuff like that, I think, is is pretty interesting. And um, anyway, Jolene seems to be one of these songs that that uh, not only is it the name and the, the namesake of the record, but seems to be one that people really gravitate to in particular. Well, dude, that fucking hook is crazy. Number one, it's weird. Um, like the Jolene, 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 Jolene. Like it's, it's just a. I mean, it's it immediately the grabs you. The woman can write a melody. Like. The woman is amazing fucking songwriter. That's another thing I was gonna say. Like all the bands I was saying earlier. Like I would way rather listen to this album. These songs are better for the most part. There's a couple on there I didn't really care for. Um, but uh, man, she she can fuck it. She could fucking write. Is it interesting to you guys at all that that I mean, really? In in a way, she kind of came from the Nashville establishment. Like you know, she was a she got her break from being part of an ensemble that played Grand Ole Opry a whole bunch. Yeah, Porter Wagner. Yeah, and so so she but she spun that into her own you know her own empire that well, didn't always play by those rules. It was the right time for that. I mean, if you look at 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 like her male counterpart, I mean, I, I kind of alluded to this before, but I'll definitely stand by it. I mean, is Willie Nelson at who like bucked the system, did something completely different, and um, was ta- so talented, talented enough that it, that it completely paid off at the end of the day. And there's a song. In fact, it's funny. The song on here that's the most country sounding song. Well, it's not funny. I mean, it's not like hilarious or anything. I don't even know why I said that. Uh, the Living on Memories of You is the one song on this album that really sounds like a country song. It's got like that. It's got like that walking bass and stuff and it's got a harmonica on it just like a willie nelson it sounds so much like a willie nelson song uh, and also he's an incredible fucking songwriter too i see a lot of parallels personally there's less weed probably in dolly parton's world but i, I, I mean I, I guarantee you there's less may, weed. maybe she does smoke a lot of weed and we just don't know about it because willie nelson definitely puts it out there but it's funny like going back and, and listening to her stuff now it just reminds me of like when i was in like Fifth grade, like all anybody talked about, were her boobs. Were her boobs? Yes. Uh, well, and that's something that I, it was oh. like, "Hey, have you seen Dolly Parton's shoes?" No, neither has she. Ha ha ha. 
Uh, you know that that's that's something that I don't I don't know enough about, and maybe one of these days we should do another Dolly Parton record. Something her boobs. You don't know enough about boobs. No, yeah. you didn't even let me continue down the Go line ahead. of what I was talking about. Keep going. Um, thank you, Kevin. See, Kevin, can you hear that? He's got your back. That's how, that's, he understands that's a, you. That's the adult in the room, and, right there. and then he stops. Uh, Go so, Keep going. so uh, she, you know, not too long after this album came out, she became. Dolly Parton with a capital D and capital P, like doing like you know schlock, like trademark schlock, like like nine to five and um uh well I, I, I liked that I bitch. was gonna say I, I'm, I'm 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 I was already backing up I'm saying like she went from doing songs like this to doing like Islands in the Stream with Kenny Rogers and doing like uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas like she had that persona that goofy ditzy blonde with the big tits persona that just yeah. Uh, what was the one she did a movie with with uh, Sylvester Stallone? Where, like, oh, I know what you're talking about. You know, I, I like, yeah, I can't remember what it's called like right late, now. But, the yeah. late eighties, the late seventies, like feathery hair. Yeah, kinda, to, um, to to mid the late seventies to mid eighties version of Dolly Parton has nothing to do with what we what we're listening to on this record. It might as well be two different people. Was it was it Rambo? It was not Rambo okay. that uh, she was in with Sylvester See, now that – a rhinestone. 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 Yeah. yeah. You see, like, that's – she just became a caricature. You know, the big boob, ditzy blonde caricature. Well, these days, I, I just kind of think of her – whoa, those – yep. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's oh, pulling up photos behind us on the monitor here. Uh, no, but now she's like America's sweetheart. Like you know, she just seems like the the nicest lady. And... I think she always did, and I think people liked her. And I don't think people hated her back then. It's just you can't be in movies with Sylvester Stallone. You can't just do that and expect people to take you seriously, she, especially she, as a songwriter and musician. She has always. Uh, I feel like she's always had the avail uh, the ability to like. Transcend sex appeal in in a certain way, and like her persona is sweet enough that it's like even if the other thing, like during her prime, you know, obviously she's up there in age these days, so maybe it's not as much of a thing. But, um, but she never, I don't, I don't feel like she never, she ever solely traded on that, and it's a path that she could have gone down that just doesn't seem like she could have easily gone down. I mean, the one personality, she was a gorgeous. I mean, aside, I mean, like all the jokes about how. I'll, you know how large her 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 bust was. She is a beautiful woman. I mean, she easily Absolutely. could have could have, could have capitalized on that in 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 a, in a shitty asshole Kim Kardashian esque way. You know. Well, the other thing is, is that like I think she's got a sense of humor, and it's right. like so. And she's obviously brilliant. I yeah. mean, you know, you can't write songs like this with such insightful lyrical content without having some brains in your head. Should we spin another one? Uh yeah, let's let's spin uh, another one. Uh, I was thinking when someone wants to leave, uh, which to me at right, least I gotta go. Well, yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, Thank sure. Kev, Kevin wants to leave. Kevin's back and forth this week. Sure. Uh, but I I do appreciate uh, the lyrical content, and I think you know at least uh, it, it harkens to a more countrified. Uh, this is a sad era. ass. Let's just say it. It's a sad fucking. No, song. like yeah. I mean, and like we've probably all been in these situations at some point. Well, why don't, why don't we listen to it and come back and talk about it? All right. When you love somebody with all your heart and soul and you want to keep them with you but you know they want to go 
Forever, like that had to be like a solid two oh five. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that, I think that's exactly how long it was. But I mean, but juxtaposition, like we we're talking about going into that track, like what an upbeat number about something awful. It's an upbeat song that's <laughs> heartbreaking. <laughs> I somehow think it's fucking sad as fuck, man. But no, you know, like it, there's nothing quite like a like, what is it? Nothing like quite like a one sided love. Yeah. Uh. And just, you know, like being so very much in love with somebody who just is ready to ready walk to out the door. You could do do to that. You could. You could do yeah. to that. There's Probably a Dobro could. in it. You don't, there's, you know. Dobro. Dobro. Do, what did you D- say? Define Dobro again. It, it's like a steel gu- t- t- guitar. It's, a, it's an acoustic guitar that. Has you, raised strings. It's raised. They're, they're raised thick strings. So they're raised off of the fretboard and you, you have like a little. And you play it on your piece. lap though, right? Well, no. Usually, it's you. You won't get the same resonance. Like if you have it in your lap, it'll kind of muffle from the, you know, from the acoustic part. So people ha- usually have it on a strap, and it's turned to where it's like this. And it's a Shane, it's Shane a metal gesture. body. I'm showing them, but but it's better for me to explain to you. Is it always a metal body, or is it just, no, 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 it no, 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 no. It's not a, usually a metal body, but, but it has a metal pan, right? It has a resonator in it. It can have a resonator in it, but I've seen them. I've seen them with and without. Okay. Definitely. But man, just. Heartbreaking, like that song all the way through. Like, and it's it's a perfect pop country it's such song. Such a good song. It was so good. I was listening to it. And I was like, man, I know she's written a lot of good songs, but I mean, she. And that's another thing about she, about the way she writes songs, especially on this record. Um, she gets in there, tells a story, and gets out. Gets there's, the fuck out. There's yeah, not a there's not quick. a lot of fat to cut out. There's you know, like she tells the story. You get exactly. That you're, it's not missing anything at all. Like it, well, it you've even got a, you've, She's even left room in there for a good what eight, so, me, eight measures of solo. Solo, yeah. You know, can, I do want to say something. Um, for you're a, not wrong. For an album that's so short, there are literally, almost literally, one musician for every minute on this album that plays on this album. How many musicians there, are there? There are eighteen on. plus a chorus. So. Eight, there's 24 minutes, so just including the 18 musicians, that's almost the whole record right there. And then there's a choral group. I mean, too. it all worked out. No, it sounds great. I just think it's it's such a short record, and there's so many people that play on it. And I think basically it was just a different a different makeup of people for like a bunch of different songs. So the, there have been multiple occasions where <clears throat> one or more of you have brought up the fact that if this album were just you know 15 minutes shorter, it would have been the perfect album. So it's true. Does does the inverse apply here? Could you have made this album better by making it longer, or do you think it's the perfect length? You certainly could make it longer. I think you. I think you could put a few more of good songs on it. But I mean, it feels like a. It feels like a wrapped up package with it's a, a whole bow. record. Yeah, like it feels like it. It's not an EP. Uh, no, that's what I was gonna say. It doesn't feel like it's incomplete for sure. Like it feels like you know. It, uh, partially, that's because I think 
even though the songs are so short, like I said before, like she gets in, she does the job, and she gets out. Like you feel like, yeah, like, she's she's the uh, country music remote. Well, and I do, and I would <laughs> I do also think that this came during a, a point in her canon where she was turning out lots of material, and so she was just you know she wrote. I, like, I wasn't wrote kidding when I when I. Like, said earlier that she's written 3,000 songs. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know how she has the time, uh, like, between that and uh, running an amusement park. And, and, and being the most successful uh, country female artist of all time. Yeah, and acting in movies with uh, Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. Uh, I will say this. I was uh, kind of apropos of nothing, but I was uh, listening to this record, and I went up to my local Dollar General and there was a country music song, on, but it was modern country music, and this guy was singing about like his girl, how she likes to drink tequila. That sounds like modern country music. Yeah, and I was like, this song fucking blows. <laughs> you 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 come in with so many stories yeah, that that like, you that that it's you just derive. anecdotal stuff that happens in my At life. The Dollar General he did is what disclaimer. Yeah. He put out the disclaimer there. It was what, 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 why why do you go to the what do you buy? Why can you possibly buy at the Dollar? Dollar General that's uh, worth going there. Beef jerky? Than... Uh, sometimes. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, yeah, I think I got some Big Red and some... Uh, <laughs> Is there one that's like really close to your house rather than yeah, like a normal grocery close. store? Okay. We don't have to do your shopping list, Ryan. Let's, yeah. uh... <laughs> All right. Intermission uh, time? Yeah, who's got metal? Kevin does. So let's, right. do, let's, let's, get let's into do this. Okay. Hey everybody, uh, let's let's uh, take a couple of minutes and and talk about something other than uh, than dear Dolly. Miss Pardon. I yeah. thought you were going to say let's take a couple of minutes and pray. Like that's the first thing that comes to mind when somebody says. Right. A couple of minutes. You are Shane. You and, are, and kneel to the Lord. You are free associating in a direction I was not taking this segment. Just, so just anyway, um, yeah. So um, so for our few minutes with segment. Uh, I thought that we would uh, spend a moment with uh, a defunct Canadian band uh, called Tragically. The, not that we've already done the Tragically. I'm just working my way through Is Canada. Is that guy dead yet? Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Man. Well, no, I think uh, he, was, he was about no, to. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's a reasonable question to ask. It's just the glee with which you asked it. <laughs> Is that it? guy dead yet? No, it wasn't Glee, but like we well, we haven't. Well, I looked it. over at you and your fucking Cheshire Cat. There's gritty. not a yeah. yeah. There's not a there's no pool here. Where that's that's not where we're going. All right. Um, what do you got for us? Uh, this is a uh, this is a track by a band called the Weaker Thans, which is you know by my estimation like maybe the most Canadian. Like if they just called themselves Back Bacon exclamation point, maybe that would be more. <laughs> <laughs> like I think that's the Canadian. that's the Broadway show or whatever the equivalent is in Canada. Back Bacon with a. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Nice Back back in A. Yeah. So uh but anyway, yeah, we're gonna listen to their track, uh Sun in an Empty Room.
week's papers, rumors and elections, crosswords on an ending war. The black in our fingers smear their prints on every door pulled shut. Now that the last month's rent is scheming with the damage deposit, take this moment to decide. Okay, well, so if you if you dial up the video for Sun in an Empty Room, uh, it really kind of it plays almost literally, well, frankly, it plays literally like uh, just a, a little bit of a documentary wrapped around um, wrapped around the, the the track itself. About yeah, Mark made the comment while we were watching the video that it just seems like oh, all of these people are losing their jobs. Anyway, it's a very like. Uh, one of the reasons that I that I that I picked this track was that this band the, and there are like hallmarks of the year that it came out. Like they're definitely touch, like Shane mentioned some of the when we were listening some of the touches from some of the other bands who are really prominent in 2009. That's certainly true. Um, but one of the things I got a kick out of is like when these guys disbanded, uh, they just uh, put up on social media that the band uh, hadn't broken up, but it was uh, cryogenically frozen. Frozen. So it I was, was like, weaker than what it was before. Is yes, specifically. And by the way, there. Yeah, thank you. Uh, by the way, there is both a prologue and an epitaph in that video. Uh, and they thank are, you for thanks. Yes. Thanks. I, yeah, the band is on epitaph. Hey, can I say something? That, you know, I, I, all things considered, uh, I thought that was a pretty decent song. Good song. Uh, it was a good song. If that song had been released in 1997, however. Fucking hit. Would it like take it over the world? It sounded like it really sounded like Death Cab for Cutie meets well, Granddaddy meets no, uh, what was the other one? Folds. Yeah. Folds. But but I'm yeah. saying like it like the the style of music the 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 almost safeness of the music too at the same time it was a solid song it was good it, no like, but you're right I would it's definitely turn it but I mean I'm I'm not I'm you not say safeness yeah it was very, is, is that the Canadians them coming out. Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying like there was it was a little bit cleaner in the in the '90s. But I'm saying in if that had that song come out, I guess the album was released in 2007. Had that had that album been released ten years before, like around the time is uh, you know, there's uh, I was thinking, what was that? You got a reason to live, don't you know? Like songs like that, like there there's just something in that sound that sounds like late 90s to me, not in a bad way, but it it would have been huge. Ten years before, if they had recorded it, like no, they unfortunately they can't go back in a time machine, and it probably was huge in Canada. Like they, they no, I'm saying they it, make radio play. Song, the song is good. What I'm saying is, if it had come out in 1997, it would have been a fucking huge modern rock hit. That's it. I'm not saying it's not it's a bad song. It was not huge somewhere later. Had it come out around the time of like Sunny Came Home or like fucking Paranoid Android, it would have been. Enormous. Those are two wildly disparate well, songs. Well, those are hit songs up. from 1997, dude. So, you know. <laughs> anyway. I'm just doing what I, if it had come out at the same time as uh, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? Like, that would have. Yes, it's just like it that. Would, 
Or, or you know what? Well, to, okay, to to even say, to you know to to, to to posit something that's even you know a little more relevant. If it had come out the same year as "It's Been One Week Since You Looked at Me" by Bare Naked Lady, or what, however the song is called, dun dun dun, whatever that, yeah. One week and since where you looked like, at me. Kind of, Raps, yes, in a Canadian does. way. He does a very yeah. poor job of rapping, but there's a lot of words said very quickly. Yes, yeah. Had had this song come out that year, there wouldn't have been one Canadian band on the U.S. charts. Let's just let's it would have put uh, mm-hmm, to shame. That was a few years before, yeah. but yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I guess, and this is this would probably be. I'm sure this would be sacrilege among the many, many millions of Canadians that we have already established on the show that are big, uh, tragically hip nuts. But um, but if I had to choose Canada's national band, I would choose The Weaker Thans before I would choose. Tragically I'm with hip. you on that. They haven't asked. They've I mean, not that, asked. That is like, that song was was more of a pleasant listen for sure than and that records that records pretty hip. good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, that that was the little nugget I wanted to share with you guys. A little bit of a uh, little bit of north of the border uh, love, as it were. All right, well let's go Appreciate back to it. the eh? Jesus Christ. You know, like I feel like I should somehow just stick up for Canadians with all the shitty bad Canadian jokes that come out of the two of your mouths. Well, okay. <laughs> right. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not a Can we go back, Mark, please? <laughs> I do want to just point something out. Earlier, I was um, I was talking shit about the period of time where Dolly Parton did a uh, did the Islands in the Stream duet with that is what we uh, uh, Kenny Rogers. I'm actually a no one huge fan of that song. Yes, that one. I love that song. If it comes, you know how much I love Easy Listening. Yeah, like that's not quite AM Gold. It's like no eighties. Soft rock, yeah, but it's still it's still got Kenny Rogers uh, in it, and and Kenny Rogers in the in the late seventies through the early eighties, you got me for that, the most part. That dude is coward of the county. He was annoying. he was in uh, like a band that had nothing to do with country music in the sixties. No, it was it was uh, the what was it called? It was the band that did like uh, just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. That was their big hit. Oh yeah, Mark. We might have to put you to work on that, but yeah, like that guy has evolved a lot. Yeah, and now then, and, he, then, and then frying chickens. No, he that was a brief endeavor. Yeah, that made it onto Wikipedia. Um, but he he also has the weirdest looking uh, like eye work done. Like if it, oh no, he's had really bad work done. <laughs> it's it's yeah, he it looks, looks so bizarre. He, he looks constantly surprised. <laughs> like, <it's> like <laughs> well, his <laughs> eyes are like all sunk down in his in his heads. In his heads, his eyes are all sunk down in his head. Well, you might as well have multiple heads uh, <laughs> from what he looks like. <laughs> okay, now. well, well he might as well just have both. Lives. The first edition. That was it. Was the first it? edition. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they had a couple of hits, and then he just like completely reinvented himself, and then later well, on, well, it says started... right there that it's the first edition. What did you want? Like the man is telling you. Well, he had a this second the edition. First edi- yeah, he had yeah. a second. Ed- second edition. He had a second edition. Coward of the that County was, and uh, was the Gambler. Wildly and... popular. The Gambler. Yeah. They, and then the Gambler like had like all these like fucking TV movies in the eighties and shit. Like I don't know, whatever. Dolly Parton sang on Island. What in was the that stream. movie Six Pack or something that a uh, bunch of little kids and him or like. 
Kitty Driving Rogers? around a car. That sounds about right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're talking about Dolly Parton. We can talk about whoever the fuck we want to. You know why? Because she it's was our goddamn show. She was in a movie uh, with Burt Reynolds. Uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. And I actually genuinely think it's a good movie. I bet that that's where movie. I bet that's where that that it was some associated event that that they got that photo taken in. Like. I need. We need to find that. I mean, no, no, doesn't no, no, translate no, no. to a podcast. But after the after the show's over, oh, the one with that. the parade, yeah, probably. Oh, man, it's so great. It's so great. Wasn't there? There was like some Christmas song in that movie that was pretty good. Hard candy. I I also appreciate as long as we're talking about Dolly. Like I I really appreciate that um, that she put out. She literally put out a record called "My Favorite Songwriter Porter Wagner." Like, you know, you can't get any more straightforward than that or yeah. humble. No. Yeah, I mean, this woman is th- such a well. She yeah, she'd already made her own bones by that point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's a lot to say about Dolly Parton in in the on, in the plus column. Uh, hey, can you stop there, Mark, just for a second? Go back up. Marcus scrolling. So Marcus scrolling. Stop right there. Marcus, that's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so Marcus scrolling through all of these pictures of Dolly Parton. And, and there's Burt just Reynolds. some guy who's like a larper. He looks like he belongs at like a Ren fair. In the middle of all these Dolly Parton pictures, there's like a just some random dude there's who, like, there's just who does random, role playing games. Random role playing like, games guy. That's like the uh the Google version of like whatever it is, like the orange M M&M and M writer in the Van Halen contract. They just put like one picture in here that has no business what being the in the fuck? no bearing on, on the rest of it at yeah, all. Exactly. Wait, can you just go can I just see that guy one more time? Because I think Cher shows up a little bit later too. But, what, what, yeah. Why is he there? I don't know. It's and it's under top ten Dolly Parton songs. All right, all right. So anyway, Shane, uh, did I tell you that I'm going to open my own uh, amusement park, Rhinewood? <laughs> no, yeah. you did not. Yeah, I'm going to have a like a wood flu thing, uh, like a like log ride. I think that did you uh, have you heard of this before? Heard of what? Dollywood. Oh, is that a thing? It well, yeah, it is a thing. Is that man. still a thing? Like, I'm pretty sure it is. Is it the dog patch of where? Dude, it in is? that would, part, would Dolly Parton really create a, an amusement park? Yeah, Dollywood. Yeah, Dollywood. No, oh, yeah. you not a, know that's about a whole this? deal, dude. That's a real like, deal. Look do you really not, yeah. know about that? Like, yeah. Like Marcus brushes uh, would, off. Would like, Dolly uh, do that? Oh, okay. Dollywood. All right. Oh, it's a dad joke. All right. Hello, Dolly. Everybody's back in fine form tonight. We've all like worked off the Christmas turkey. So, so we had the Christmas turkey. Yes, I don't know. I, I do not either. At some point, we do have to address the other giant song from this, which actually probably is the most giant song from this. Well, it's the most giant song from this, but I'll. I would wager more people know it from Whitney Houston than know it from. Oh, Dolly. without a doubt. Oh, is this uh, one of the somebody? I, and I will Sorry. always love you. Yeah. I had no idea that this this song and I will always love you. What the it's fuck? I is will wrong? always love you. It's not. And Are I you will making other dad there, jokes that I'm not? They're not ellipses okay. like leading up to it. It's just it's I, will I will always love you. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Thank you. I, I guess I'm thinking of the period of time where there are a lot of. It's actually a really like sweet moment in the film uh, where 
She's the madam of the whorehouse and the local is this sheriff. In, in that mo- is this song oh, yeah. in that movie? She sings it to Burt Reynolds in because the movie. Because what I thought you were going to say was there's a really sweet moment in that in that film where Kevin Costner's carrying her through all her adoring fans. I don't care fans. about that. Yeah, no, but I, I thought that's where you were going with that. No. Like, I'm talking about Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, which to me is a better movie than The Bodyguard. Dude, almost any movie and is a better, better movie than, than, than The Bodyguard. The bodyguard. <laughs> if my fucking cat made a movie tonight, like... Caddyshack 2, better than The Bodyguard? Caddy, Caddyshack, C-A-T-T-Y? Caddy, Caddyshack 2. No, 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 but if, if, if my cat made a movie called Caddyshack by accidentally stepping on an iPhone... <laughs> yeah. Caddyshack? Right. That would be better than thank The Bodyguard. Thank you for that, Shane. Yeah, well, they, you just, you know, you could put some ammunition in the, in the gun. Yes, <laughs> that movie was better than the fucking bodyguard. But you know what else was better? Dolly Parton's version of of I, this song, right? Because you have two different kinds of you have two different versions of this song. You have you have the Dolly Parton version, which is it's so heartbreaking. And I'm not making this up. And I'm I'm showing my weakness here. Like I teared up. Like I was I was like crying. I hadn't heard it in so long. It's so heartbreakingly sweet. It's. And then you have the Whitney Houston version, which is like a fucking declaration of love. It's, like, it's showing off her like no, vocal gymnastics. No, it completely changes what the song is about. It does show off her vocal gymnastics, but it totally changes because what what we're used to hearing is the where the drums go boom and you know like it's just like this like declaration of love rather than like a like a sad woman that is putting her bags in her car driving away thinking. I will always. Well, and that's well this kinda... song was written about or to Porter Wagner. Porter Wagner, right? Yes. Right. It was more about the professional relationship, right? That they on the had. Um, but um, I'm, that's on the ba- on the back part of the song. I'm just saying, like wi- to the listener, it, 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 it's sort, no. It's, it, her, her version is sort of sweet and mournful. Uh, it's not sort of sweet and mournful. It is incredibly mournful, and the Whitney Houston version is just like cannot be more like I'm going to shout how much I love you from the rooftops. You know, that's what people get why out of don't, that. Why don't we get into uh, Little Miss Dolly's version of it and then we'll come out and expound. If I should stay I would only be in you Of the way, and I will always love you. Will always love you. I think it's the first time that we've ever had to pass a box of Kleenex around the table. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm glad that I was able to open up in front of you guys. Well, for that reason, uh, you know, good line. Yeah. Whoa, little TMI. No, so, uh, so, so, no, the, the thing that, that I, that struck me during the middle of that song was that it has a slow jam in it. Like, no one's got a breakdown. <laughs> it does the have a breakdown. Yeah, it has the breakdown element that, that the, became what, what famous. Was the Elvis song? I was going to say, like, love, it's, it's like love, love me, me too. Like, darling, you know. You're like, no, you're just like in, <laughs> enveloped in this like beautiful song, and then it's just like, 
Hey, darling. Uh, <laughs> a, I just want to start talking right now for same, no good reason. Like, Love Me Tender is, is an incredibly beautiful song also. And I'm listening to, to that song, and I'm so in it, and I'm crying. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, darling, I'll go. No, no. I mean, I could get past it. I could get past it because it's, it's such a sad, beautiful song, and it doesn't take that long. But, like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, why do you keep throwing in, like, rap sections? Your little <laughs> soliloquy in the middle of this otherwise perfectly Hadoop. great song. Hadoop from the day we met, we were going to be together forever. And then, you, and then you left, and then we weren't together. And you're like, I don't give a fuck. Like, sing the goddamn song. Like, you nobody get the cares. feel that she's, like, throwing her hands up in the studio. Like, like the guy just walks in and grabs a microphone. <laughs> However, I think we called it the broken bridge. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say this. I will say this as opposed to Elvis doing it and other people doing it. She sounds like her heart is genuinely broken, so it's more effective. She just has that quality. Like you yeah. just want to believe whatever comes out of her head. Like uh like she just seems like a sweet person and like I don't want to believe that Dolly Parton's not telling me something that's not true. So like sure. Well, but right. I mean there is that. But again, to go, to go back to like how good her fucking songs are. Um, it she she sells. That's partially why they're. Well, I mean they're just great songs, but she sells them so succinctly and so sincerely that you're just you're just along for the ride. Like even and that's if, what even three, if the schmaltz three comes minutes in, and fifteen seconds, which is like the second longest song on. The it record. is the second longest song on the record. Yeah, yeah. There's more. You could. There's a little. You could trim a little fat on that one. Not a lot of the other ones. You could trim the fat of her like. Well, darling, hey, I knew hey, we were always like, meant to be together. Yeah, we, we <laughs> If you and, and I, I like always end up, I'll I'll always you, miss you know that I'm going to be missing you. <laughs> I don't know why like she a, sounds like Barry White it just now. Sounds like a, <laughs> exactly. It just sounds like, like, you know, like an answering machine message. Like, just somebody just like, uh, no, hey, you guys pass. remember that shit? Like, <laughs> it, it, like it, we may have talked about this before, but it was like a big thing in like the early 80s. Like, uh. Where you could buy like outgoing answering machine tapes, like they'd have like, like, "Hi, we're not home." No, 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 no. It's like, "I'm glad you called, but I'm not home, so leave your answer on the phone. You gotta wait for me. You gotta leave your name. You gotta leave your number." And that was one of. And so there are all these pre-recorded like funny songs. That's the I only totally one I remember. remember that. I'm glad you called, but I'm not home. Yeah, I invested my <laughs> life savings in that. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that, is that, is that's that, what happened. Is that what happened? You, you lost it all? Well, yeah. I mean, considering at the time you were probably like eight or nine years old. Well, so my you life didn't have savings much of was life like savings. 30 bucks at the time. But. Yeah, right. So I'm saying you didn't have much. I would, I would like to point out. You took a gamble. I'd like to point out that at this point, this podcast is like twice as long as itself. <laughs> like, we could have literally no, 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 no. like played, like spoken every word on the album in real time. And then still have not to. We're still three minutes over. Oh yeah. If we doubled it, so if we doubled the podcast, we're at fifty-one minutes. If we double the, I think the we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. She should have. No, no, no. With... We already got there. We got there like four minutes ago. Oh, okay. Forty-eight Math. minutes. Math. I, I think she should have toured with the Minutemen. Oh yeah. Been a great bill. And at that, can we? Let's go. We said enough. All okay. right. Uh, who's got a uh, current affair? I do. We're gonna do some temples this week. Simple certainty.
like Drake. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, I really like that track, by the way, Shane. No, it's a good, good song, song right? but I couldn't take my eyes off the video. Yeah. So I don't. I was asking you guys about this. Um, so the band was Temples, the song Certainty. So they put out a record a couple of years ago. I saw them live. I love the record. If I were to play you a few songs, you would. It was all over like commercials, and it was this really like ringing psychedelic, chiming '60s kind of stuff. You know, like zombies. Well, not really zombies, but like the Beatles for sure, and stuff like that. Great band. Um, like birds, maybe. Uh, yeah, like some of that kind of stuff, um, but a little more psychedelic than that. But then now they traded in that kind of psychedelic alarm clock. Probably, yes. They traded in that psychedelia for uh, Tame Impala psychedelia. So, I, I can deal with that. Yeah. No, it's great. I mean, the song is fucking... That's uh, what... Uh, Tame Impala. Yeah. It was like, that's what it really... Like, that's yeah. what the thread that but I was grabbing for. Good, like, I, like, when I first listened to that band, and like I said, I've seen them live, and they were fucking great live, and super, super nice guys. Um, and uh, I, But I remember thinking, like, this stuff is good, but they're going to get better. Um, that that album was recorded like in a week, and the song they were really really young, and yeah, they did they got better. But Tame Impala is often put in a different like a more modern psychedelic, you know, like said you know it's said that there's you know psychedelia, and definitely in the videos we've watched. So yeah, I mean, I have a friend who like uh, is like they're like the Australian Beatles. No, but they're, I, they're, no. they're a great influential. They're incredibly influential right no. now, and they're a great band. I, I, I completely agree. And I think the Australian qualifier, like, actually kind of makes that <laughs> make more sense. <laughs> I was going to say kind of makes it a moot point. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, that's Temples. Um, that was a great track. I was going to. Solid. I, there was, I, I did, I heard, it was between that and then today I heard, I'm pretty sure it was a 21 Pilots song, which I think that's all I have to say. There's kind of a shitty rap rock thing going yeah, on. Yeah, they're not my cup of tea. They're not your cup of tea. They're not, I mean, unless you like. like. I have a friend who likes them a lot. but Sure, does, does, he wear his, does he wear his baseball cap backward? No, it's a chick. And Does she wear her baseball cap backward? She literally has a Goo Goo Dolls uh, lyric tattooed on her. All right. Well, see, I know I know a 10-year-old that's a huge fan of 21 Pilots. You know a 10-year-old? Yeah. Uh, is he your son? Yes, he is. I was going to say right. is he related to you? Yeah. You're allowed when you're 10. Yeah, you are allowed. Uh, you know what, man? When I was when I was 11 years old, I bought and loved and wore out because I loved it so much. Tell it to my heart by Taylor Dane. So, yeah, you know. Wow. Yeah, you were exposing some shit right now. <laughs> yep. Oh uh, well, you know what, Taylor? At some point, that's gonna pop to up. My, you know what? I still know to, to my heart. heart. Yeah. Tell you know me. who also loves Taylor Dade? Or I don't love her now. What but... happened to your arm right there, Ryan? <laughs> he's he's got taken over by the music. That's right. <laughs> Ryan's doing his dance with his left arm. Okay. Anyway, Temple Certainty, great fucking song. Um. That is a fantastic song and, and like a trippy ass video. Weird fucking video. Yeah. It's super trippy. All right. Next week, Kevin, what do you got? Uh, yeah. So next week, we're going to um, take a trip back all the way back to 2016. So uh, remember it well. Yes. Remember it well. Um, we're going to listen to um, uh, an album called Cardinal by a band called Pine Grove. I'm interested to talk about that record with you. Yeah. All right. Don't know 
anything about it, anything you, that just came out of your head. Your All head. Right. Anyway, yeah, that's next week. All right, kids. Let's get out. All right, let's do it. All right. Till next week, I'm Kevin. I'm Ryan. I'm Shane. <laughs> and I'm Mark. This is Somebody Likes It. Shit. Jolene. 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 Jolene.